How's it going? My name is Chris. This is B-Boy 45, the hospitals on TV and radio station. It is nine in the morning here in Colorado. And you might be saying, why do I mention in Colorado? We know we're in Colorado. Well, yeah, but sometimes we talk to friends who are even, I think, across, as we say, the puddle. But before we get to that, why are we talking to somebody across the puddle? I think I've got my friend Maya on the line. Maya, are you there? Yes. Yes. Hi. Oh, and we're doing a special early edition of your show. Uh, why is that? Uh, because Kit Connor is calling in. We have Kit Connor on the line. Crowd goes wild. That's amazing. Kit, thanks for making time today. Maya, take it away. Um, so, first of all, I just want to say thank you so much for calling in. I have been so excited to talk with you. It's my absolute pleasure. Thank you very, very much for having me. Um, so my first question for you is, when was the moment you first knew you wanted to be an actor? That's a very good question. I think that uh, it was probably when I did my first film. Uh, when I was about nine years old, I did a film called Get Santa, which was a Christmas film uh, with uh, people like Jim Broadbent as Santa Claus. And I thought that it was a, a really, really sort of sweet film. But, you know, that time I thought I'd made it. So that was when I think I realized this is something that I could do for a living uh, and maybe do for the rest of my life if I was lucky. Um, yeah, I think, I think when I was about nine and I did that, that first film was probably the first time. Oh, cool. Um, so... Uh, when you're auditioning for a role, what is your process to get into character? That's another good question. I think that for me, I tend to take quite a sort of loose approach to uh, preparing for a role or auditions or actually, you know, doing the, the job itself. I think that for me, um, acting is very much a a natural process um so i like to definitely make sure that i try and sort of immerse myself in in the role and the sort of the world that i'm acting in but i also don't try to sort of overthink things so a lot of the time for example if i'm learning my lines um i don't want to overlearn them to the point where they seem rehearsed i like to try and keep them kind of natural and and uh fluid if that makes sense yeah yeah um so uh you played a teenage elton john in rocket man uh were you always a fan of elton john i think that for me elton john has always been one of those kind of artists who you hear his songs throughout your life you know, and I think a lot of people will say that there'll be songs that, you know, they just hear over and over and over. And you can almost pinpoint certain Elton John songs to a moment in your life uh, and a sort of really memorable moment in your life, for example. Um, for me, that was very much my relationship with him. Then when I got the role um, of young Elton, I created a little playlist on Spotify of just as many Elton John songs as I could think of and then kept on adding to it. I still add to that playlist, you know, to this day. Um, and I still very much listen to it to this day. Uh, and I just, for the whole time that I was doing uh, the job, I just 
immerse myself. All I all I listened to was Elton John. So, you know, especially when I was making Rocket Man, I loved. I was the biggest, biggest, biggest Elton John fan. Oh, cool. Um, so was there a best part of that experience? I think that that experience was overall very, very, you know, I was very lucky to be able to do that film and, and it was an incredible experience overall. Um, I'd say that probably one of my favorite things was being able to record uh, the two songs that I did for that film. I was able to record them at the iconic uh, recording studio of Abbey Road uh, in London, which is where, you know, iconically sort of the Beatles recorded and, you know, some incredible, incredible talent has has recorded in those studios. So it was it was unbelievable to be able to sing in Abbey Road because I'm definitely not a singer. um so you play nick nelson in heartstopper and i love that show and i am so excited that it's been renewed um uh, what is the biggest challenge to playing nick i think that Firstly, I'm I'm also very excited that we got renewed. I'm I'm very excited to to, to make the the next um, two seasons. But I th- I think one of the things that's challenging about Nick, firstly, is that although I think on the outside he's a very sort of you know happy, not not a simple character, but very sort of um, you know simple in his needs. He doesn't require that much, and he seems quite sort of certainly on the surface very uh easygoing and and calm and collected and and that's great uh, but i do think that he's a lot more layered um than he looks on the surface for, for example i think that you know he's got a lot of complexity in terms of his um mind and the way that he thinks and the way that he sort of sees himself in society i think he sees himself as a bit of an odd one out um, which is very, very common and something that I could certainly relate to. Um, but I think, you know, portraying that that complexity while also, you know, portraying that surface level of of warmth and happiness was was difficult. But I think also one of the most difficult things was also just trying to do justice to such a loved character. You know, when we uh, first started making Heartstopper, it was clear how much the Heartstopper fans of the novels graphic novels loved loved it so much so um you know we wanted to make sure that we we did it justice cool yeah um so uh did you have a favorite episode to film i would say that i mean i loved filming pretty much all of heart stuff i think it was a really really lovely set to be on and a lovely project to make um there is an episode uh, I loved making the final episode, episode eight. I thought that was a really just lovely, heartwarming episode. Um, and, you know, we were able to be outside. It was really, really hot in England, which is, is quite rare. So it was, it was nice to be outside at that time and, and soaking up the sunshine. Um, yeah, I think, I think probably, let's say episode eight, because, you know, I loved filming all of them, but episode eight was a very sort of dramatic um, episode, but also a very heartwarming one. And obviously, 
my one of my final scenes in episode eight is the scene in which I uh, my character comes out to you know, his mum, and I was able to film with the amazing Olivia Coleman, uh, and that was an absolute honour. So I think probably episode eight, yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, there are um, so many scenes that stick out to me from Heartstopper, but the one is the scene when Nick comes out to his mom like that. Just I like since I saw it, I like that scene has stuck with me. I thought it was a beautiful scene. Thank you so much. I loved I loved making that scene. So I really appreciate that. Yeah. Um, so the show has a great soundtrack and I seriously, I was shazamming every single song that came hmm. on. Um, uh, um, sorry, I lost my spot. Um, hmm. So uh, what is uh, your favorite song right now? Oh, that's a difficult question. I think that, um, Aside from obviously the the songs in the Hearts to Burst soundtrack, I'd say I've been listening to a lot of David Bowie recently. Um, I've sort of grown up listening to David Bowie, um, but yeah, recently I've been listening to a lot of him, and I'd say that probably one of my favourite songs that I've been listening to recently of David Bowie is Ashes to Ashes. I've been listening to a, uh, to that song over and over and over. So I'm going to say Ashes to Ashes by David Bowie. Oh, cool. Yeah, I, I love David Bowie, so. Don't we all? I think he's, he's the best. He's, he's amazing. Yeah, he is. Um, yeah, I actually, I've been, uh, lately, the song I've had on repeat is a song called Don't You Worry by the singer Mark Amber. Okay. Um, I have... Uh, I just I love that song and also I've, I don't know why but I've been having like a lot of anxiety lately and so that song just really helps like kind of calm my brain down and well that's really nice it's always good when you find a song that's able to sort of calm you down and chill you out I think that's yeah. that's great yeah um so do you have any upcoming projects that you can tell us about? Ooh, well, I'm not sure there's anything that I can actually tell you about because especially with, with this industry, it's very, very, you know, hushed up and, and, and secretive, but I've definitely got some very cool stuff coming, uh, coming soon. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm very excited about the next sort of few years in my career and you know hopefully the next few decades hopefully but yeah I, I i've definitely got some cool stuff but nothing unfortunately nothing that i can really talk about yeah well i can't wait to see what you're working on neither can i neither can i but thank you very much yeah um so uh, what is your go-to movie or TV show when you really just want to be comforted? I would say I have probably got a movie and a TV show that I that I go to. I'd say that my movie would probably be Notting Hill. I love love Notting Hill. It's um, always sort of my go-to film if I need something to just calm me down and you know make me a bit happier 
um, yeah, Notting Hill is always, always a, a good way to go, I think. Um, but yeah, maybe, maybe I think as a TV show, I'd probably have to say, oh God, I don't know. I did used to just, I used to love friends, but maybe, I don't know, like modern family or something like that. Just, I love watching TV shows that are just very light and easy to watch and you can just throw on in the background. Um, sometimes those are the kind of, you know, nice ones to calm you down. Yeah. I am. Um, yeah, I agree. And that I love Notting Hill. Um, mm. That is such a good movie. <laughs> it's just so, it's so warm and lovely. And I think that's, yeah. you know, and I love, I love Hugh Grant and Julia Roberts and yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. Um, so what topic are you completely unqualified to give a TED talk on, but know so much about that you could give a TED talk? That is a very, very good question. I do. I think that I've always, despite the fact that I live in London um, and that I am sort of London born and raised, and basketball isn't very big in London. I have always been a very big, well, not always, but um, I am quite a big NBA fan. So I would say that, especially recently, I've been very busy with work, so I haven't been able to follow this last season quite as as um, as closely. But I I would probably say that I could maybe give a TED talk on the NBA if I, you know, if I was given like maybe a, a few hours to prepare. I think I could. Yeah, maybe. Oh, cool. Um, so, uh, when you're having a bad day, what is something you do to keep yourself motivated? Um, that's another great question. I would say first, if I'm having a bad day and sometimes I just want to sort of curl up into a ball and, and, and cry or something like that, I think it's nice to curl up into that ball with my dogs. I, I love my dogs and I find them a very good way to, to cope with any kind of stress. They're very comforting and, and lovely. Um, and I love to just, yeah, give them big hugs. But I'd say that to motivate me as a, as an actor, um, and as someone who is very just interested in film uh, and theater and the arts in general, uh, I would say that something that I find really motivating is just watching good films. Um, I find that, Sometimes when you watch a good film, it just makes me want to be an actor or a director or something like that, um, even more than I did before. Um, and I think those are the kind of best films that really make me um, just keen to to go out and do it. Uh, yeah, I'd say that those are those are my sort of two big things. Cool. Um, yeah, I. Uh... Yeah, usually when I'm having a bad day, I usually like just curling up on the couch with my dog and snuggling with her and just watching like one of my favorite shows or movies. Exactly, exactly. It's a nice combination of the two. I think that's I think that's a very natural thing. I think that, you know, dogs are it's one of the things they're best at is just is is comforting you. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Um my dog she's not she's not like uh an official emotional support dog but she's mm. like the best emotional support dog because she can always sense when you're like um yeah 
yeah, when you're not feeling good or like you're sad and she'll just come up and like she'll just climb on the sofa and curl up in your lap. And of course. Have you, have you got a sort of big dog or a little dog? I think that's a key thing. Yeah, she's like medium, so she's not too big, but she's definitely not like small yeah she's not tiny good i've got i've got two sort of medium-sized dogs so they add together to make one big dog i'd say sometimes when it comes (laughs) when it comes to sort of cuddling on the sofa they they can they can both just mound on you which is nice yeah 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 um yeah my dog loves when you're like curled up under a blanket she likes getting under the blanket with you so that's that's adorable that's amazing i wish that my dogs did that as well that that would be that would be heaven i think (laughs) yeah yeah so that yeah that's just my favorite thing to do to just snuggle with her very relatable very relatable (laughs) yeah i mean dogs are just the best (laughs) they are they are i think i'm very much more of a dog person than a cat person i don't mind cats at all but dogs are for me you know they really are mankind's best friend yeah 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 i i just i i've met like a couple cats that i like but overall like i'm not a cat person and my family isn't so we always so like it's always it's got to be dogs it's got to be dogs yeah Um, so my last question for you is who do you consider to be a real life superhero and why? Uh, yeah, I I think that's, again, you, you really give me some great questions here. I'd say that, I would say that my, I think it's gotta be my, my parents, my, my mom and my dad, I'd say that they're, they're two really um amazing examples for me of of people who just sort of work tirelessly and and really i I don't know i think i've obviously grown up with my parents uh, and and watched them um do just sort of slaving away to to look after me and my siblings um and you know especially when i was a child actor i don't know what i would have done without my mum and my dad sort of you know, answering all my emails from my agent and, um, you know, taking me to auditions and things like that. I think that was um, an extremely tiring job, but they did it and they never complained. And uh, yeah, I think for that reason, they are superheroes to me. Oh, cool. Yeah. um, Yeah. My mom and my sister are my best friends and my superheroes. I think that's how it that's how it should be you know I think that's it's always you know very I'm very 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 lucky and, and privileged to have my parents you know always there for me and, and looking after me and you know even as I've gotten a bit older and you know I'm sort of technically not a child actor anymore it's it's nice that they're you know I've always got them there so I'm very very lucky in that sense yeah cool 
Um, well, thank you so much for calling in. I just, I've had the best time talking with you. I still can't believe it. I'm actually talking with the Kit Connor. So thank you. Thank you very, very much. It's been, it's been my absolute pleasure. Thank you for having me. Well, Kit, if you ever find yourself here in Colorado, in the Denver area, you got an invite to come hang out with us in the Seacrest studio, okay? Thank you very much. I'm sure I'll take you up on that. I hope so. Okay, have a great rest of your day. Yeah. Thank you very much. You too. Yeah. Thanks. Bye. Bye.